Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a podcast about Taylor Swift. Each episode, I go through a different song from Taylor's discography. I started with her debut album and will be going until, well, who knows at this point. For each song, I delve into the history behind the music, break down the lyrics, and talk about what the song means to me. Every so often, I invite a fellow Swifty to have these discussions with. Each episode finishes with the segments Taylor's Trends and this week's version of Taylor. Jump, fall, and become even more enchanted with Taylor alongside me. Are you ready for it? Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. Today's episode is episode 16 of season 3 and the Speak Now era. Today's song is track number 16, If This Was a Movie. This is the second track of the deluxe edition of Speak Now. If This Was a Movie was written by Taylor Swift and Martin Johnson. This is the only song on the Speak Now album to be co-written. It was produced by Taylor and Martin and released on October 25th, 2010 on a Target exclusive deluxe edition. Then on November 8th, 2011 for digital download. And finally, on January 17th, 2012, on the deluxe edition to all retailers. In If This Was a Movie, Taylor daydreams about a lost love coming back to her. It has been said that this song resembles Breathe from Fearless and Come Back, Be Here from Red. There's not a lot of hype or history around this song. In fact, when I was doing my research, I had a difficult time finding background information about it. For instance, this song has never been performed live, so we don't even have that. Therefore, let's get into the lyric breakdown for If This Was a Movie. The introduction is a simple acoustic guitar-picking melody. Verse 1. Last night, I heard my own heart beating. Sounded like footsteps on my stairs. Let me set the scene. I just imagine Taylor laying in her bed. Kind of like teardrops on my guitar-esque. Maybe her hands are over her ears because she's trying to drown out this pounding of her own heart. She's having this somatic, nostalgic reaction to something that is gone. Six months gone and I'm still reaching even though I know you're not there. Taylor is at war between her head and her heart. And in this instance, the logic is losing. I was playing back a thousand memories, baby, thinking about everything we've been through. This theme here, this has an element of haunted to it, despite the lack of similarities between the musicality of it. It's the theme that is woven between the two songs. Maybe I've been going back too much lately when time stood still and I had you. Taylor is confessing that she is losing her present self to the past. This is the logic losing. She can't stop the rumination. Chorus one. Come back, come back, come back to me like you would, you would if this was a movie. We get our first title lyric here. This whole song is the morning and the goodbye of the fairy tale. She is literally saying goodbye to her fearless arrow with this song. 
In the Fearless era, the movie ending would have happened and he would have come back. Not so anymore. It's interesting how Taylor keeps returning to that era, to the Fearless era, almost as if it's her comfort zone when she's in mourning. Very interesting. Stand in the rain outside till I came out. Another example lending to my Fearless era theory. This reminds me of Come In With The Rain. This alternate storyline is too much for Taylor. Come back, come back, come back to me like you would, you would if you just said you're sorry. Another fearless reference with you're not sorry. The references here are off the charts. She's really reaching back here. I know that we could work it out somehow, but if this were a movie, you'd be here by now. Taylor continues to rewind this film and replay it repeatedly. Imagine her in her bed, just sobbing and reliving. It's so sad. Verse two, I know people change and these things happen. Taylor is trying to logic her way out of it. She's trying to listen to her head. She's trying to offer the benefit of the doubt, trying to see things from a different point of view. But I remember how it was back then, locked up in your arms and our friends are laughing. I would imagine not only did Taylor lose this love, but she also lost this friend group, this dynamic. These memories have become tainted now because nothing like this ever happened to them. Now, I take a little bit of fault with this. It's a little victim-y here, but I can see her attempting to bring rationale. So we'll chalk it up to the grieving process, but it's a little problematic. Now I'm pacing down the hall, chasing down your street. As Taylor walks this hallway, she drops into her body, into this specific memory. So painful. She's stuck in this in her body. Flashback to the night when you said to me, nothing's going to change, not for me and you, not before I knew how much I had to lose. This very serious promise was delivered that obviously meant a great deal to Taylor. This is the long and betrayal level of grief that she is processing. Chorus two, same as chorus one, and then we get to the bridge. If you're out there, if you're somewhere, if you're moving on, I like that she starts these lines with if as a disclaimer almost, because of course he's out there and of course he's somewhere and most likely he's moving on. Like unless he's literally passed on, there's no if about it, but Taylor just cannot let go. And she verbalizes that next by saying, I've been waiting for you ever since you've been gone. As I said before, these are the themes that are also woven through the upcoming comeback be here. I just want it back the way it was before. And I just want to see you back at my front door. And I'd say. Taylor is going to use her vulnerability to petition for the relationship to continue. It's not healthy, but it is where she is emotionally, nevertheless. Chorus three, this is the one-off chorus. It's different than all the rest. Come back, come back, come back to me like you would before you said it's not that easy. She changes the lyrics in this instance. And for her, there was a time when it was easy. So that's what she's trying to pull from the past. But stuff happened and that's no longer the reality. Before the fight, before I locked you out. I like to think this was a mental and a literal locking, 
we find out from the next line that Taylor regrets the locking regardless, but I like to think it was both. She literally locked him out of somewhere and mentally tried to lock him out. But I take it all back now. So not so successfully, but it was an attempt. Course four, come back, come back, come back to me like you would, you would if this was a movie. Stand in the rain outside till I came out. Come back, come back, come back to me like you could, you could if you just said you're sorry. I know that we could work it out somehow, but if this was a movie, you'd be here right now. The outro, you'd be here by now. It's not the kind of ending you want to see now. Taylor is feeling ambushed. Like when you go to see a rom-com and two main characters don't end up together or just any film without a happy ending. It feels like a letdown. And she ends the song the same way as she's feeling this ambush. Like there's no resolution to this sensation in this song, to this state. It isn't a happy ending. How if this was a movie ends? Baby, what about the ending? She has this element of pleading here. Oh, I thought you'd be here by now. Whoa, thought you'd be here by now. And it ends. Now, what does if this was a movie mean to me? This is pure grief. It is a very isolating moment. As Tay says when she expresses her friends not being where she is at. This is a low that has been very real for a majority of us. Thankfully, it doesn't happen often. But when it does, even there, Taylor meets us. And that is what If This Was a Movie means to me. Let's talk Taylor's trends. This is the part of a Swifty snapshot where I highlight different trends that Taylor uses in her lyrics. We have six potential trends to choose from. The weather trend, the colors trend, the calendar trend, the time of day trend, the style trend, and the transport trend. Let's see what trends Taylor used in this song. Okay, let's talk Taylor's trends. First category, the calendar trend. Half a point for the lyric, last night I heard my own heart beating. Second lyric, six months gone and I'm still reaching. Half a point for the lyric, flashback to the night when you said to me, bringing us to a total of two calendar trends. Next category, the weather trend lyric, Stand in the rain outside till I came out. Total of one weather trend, bringing us to a total of three Taylor's trends. This week's version of Taylor. Join me every week to discuss breaking Taylor news, whether that's spottings, Easter eggs, social media presence, or general Taylor news. Let's see what she's been up to recently. Taylor news. January 17th, a new photo of Taylor and Jack Antonoff surfaced. Taylor posted on her Instagram story celebrating the success of Antihero and supporting Siza. Taylor said, what on earth? I love you guys. This was in reference to Antihero. P.S. Been listening to Siza's album nonstop. Absolutely adore her music. So much love and respect for her. On January 18th, it was announced that Taylor will be featured in the Nationals' new album, First Two Pages of Frankenstein. It will be track number seven, and the title of the track is The Alcott. The album will be out April 28th, and Taylor posted about this release on her Instagram stories and praised her fellow featured artists. I'm so excited for this. Can't wait for April 28th. On January 19th, Taylor made a significant donation to Williamson County Animal Center. 
That's all for this week's version of Taylor, Taylor's Trends, and If This Was a Movie. Next week, I will be covering the last track on the Speak Now album, Superman. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on all the platforms so you don't miss any content or episodes. And on that note, come back, be there. <laughs>